Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. Or on our show today on Heart of the Athlete is Jaslyn Pimpkins. Jaslyn, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. Hi, it's good to be here. Yeah, and this is kind of our part two uh, of our conversation that we had that was aired last week on KBXL. And... um, Boy, uh, it was just a great conversation, and and so thanks for taking time to talk some more here. And uh, we got some great things we want to want to get to. But for the folks that maybe missed our show uh, last week, Jaslyn is a former track and field athlete and volleyball athlete, right in college. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then a four sport athlete out of uh, grew up in Texas, and and we're just excited to have you back on the show. And I. Uh, but before we get to that, we want to talk a little bit about a couple FCA events coming up. I know we've got some FCA camps coming up this spring and summer. Also at the state wrestling tournament at the end of the month here in February, we're doing a champion's breakfast for the coaches. And so if you'd like to get involved with that, you can get in touch with us at fcaidaho.org. And um, we'd love to get you more information about that. So Jaslyn, you, you were involved in FCA in high school a little bit, right? Yes. I was in the midst of my busy schedule, but I definitely made sure I made time for SCA because <laughs> I needed some Jesus in my life in high school. Because I didn't, um, if you listen to the last episode, I, I didn't grow up in church. And so um, having that sprinkle of Jesus in my life at the time that SCA was hosting their meetings definitely helped me uh, learn, you know, more about Jesus. And mm-hmm. so I appreciated all of it. Right. And then you're involved a, a little bit in college as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so actually, um, I'm glad that FCA planted a seed in me in high school because when I became president of two of the clubs on my college campus for Student Athlete Advisory um, and also the NCAA Corporation, um, it helped me. Since I was president, I was able to make up my own rules. So you know what? I saw <laughs> that there was, um, you know, prayer missing from the campus, prayer missing from, you know, just the student athletes in general. And those are some things that I incorporated into um, the clubs. And did I get any good from it at first? No, I did not. There were some, you know, people, even like older people that were a part of the board that probably didn't like that about me mm-hmm. because, you know, others have different beliefs, which that's okay. And then there are like, you know, some other students that were very uncomfortable, but, you know, Jesus didn't come for the 99. He came for the one. And so I just had to realize that as well. And that, you know, when I did get the all the lashbacks and stuff like that from people just not to take offense to it because at the end of the day, they hated Christ first. And, you know, I'm one of his sent ones. So I knew that I had to, you know, send boldly off of what God wanted me to do, even if I was the only one. But all right. of us, but over time, campus started to, I saw a huge transformation in the campus and then the athletes, as well as like just my peers around me, whenever I involved Jesus more into the club. So mm-hmm. definitely helped a lot. Wow. That's cool. Well, I know last week on part one, we got to talk about and you know performance-based identity and uh and something very near and dear to your heart through through your story and your testimony and what god brought you through and that was you know not being anchored in the accolades of sports or whatever we do it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. sports but not being 
tied up in the trophies and, and those kind of things, but be anchored in Christ. And man, just a wonderful discussion about that. And, uh, and, and just talking, you know, we, we talked a little bit about sports, you know, our performance anxiety in sports. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, we mentioned, we, we talked briefly about Romans 12 and I, I thought it was really interesting because I was looking at that again and about how Paul's encouraging us to not, do not think this is Romans 12, uh, three, he says, for by the grace given to me, I say in, to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but think mm-hmm. of yourself mm-hmm. with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. I, I've, you know, that is such a, such a great reminder, you know, from the Lord and the apostle Paul here to, uh, you know, not think of ourselves too high or too low. It talks about sober, he said, you know, it's, it, it, this, this translation is saying sober judgment and so, yeah, we, that that relates to what we were talking about in part one, right? Yes, exactly. So when it comes to the sports, I always tell my athletes, remember who created this sport so that you don't leave the creator out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, God, he is the He's the hype man. He's the go-to. He's the plug. You get all that you need out of your performance. And when you perform without, you know, the strength of God, then, you know, you can only go so far. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just talking about the the lack of, you know, mental health or the um, anxiety and the underperforming and um, lack of decision-making, just being able to perform under pressure, all of those things definitely are bigger than you, um, but they they don't have to, to be if you are leaning on Christ for all of those things to be accomplished. And so, you know, just um, being that advocate for athletes um, and also the sports parent as well, just training them to be able to learn how to manage those moments in in sports definitely helps a lot because um, we talked about it as well, too, just with athletes not getting too high or getting too low. Because you also, I tell my athletes this all the time, too, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, do not throw away your confidence for it will be rewarded. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to think too high. You want to lean on God, but you also have to realize who's within you. Greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. Mm-hmm. So you also have to realize God, what he's giving you the freedom to be confident, not, not cocky, mm-hmm. but confident. And then it's for parents as well. Don't get too high or get too low. Don't think so highly of, of yourself to think that you know it all mm-hmm. when you also have to lean on God as well to see how you can help elevate your athlete's mindset and skill set the way that God would want you to do it. And also don't think of yourself too low to where you feel like you're not adequate or efficient or qualified enough to help your athlete, especially if you're if you never played sports as a parent. I get that a lot. Like, I didn't play sports like how can I even help my athlete with this? Right. And so what happens is um, what also helps is the scripture two is better than one comes up, you know, where if one falls then the other will lift, lift another up. And that's where I come in. It's being the advocate for athletes and parents. It's like being that middleman for the athlete and the parent so that they feel like their gaps are being filled because there's always some type of gap um, that needs to be filled when you're a sports parent or you're an athlete as far as like the mental side or even the skill set side. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, where I come in at is to help um, the parents and athletes be able to navigate and enjoy um, just the transitions of of athletics because it does get harder, you know, uh, or like going, moving forward towards the higher level of athletics. But it gets harder, but you get stronger as long as you're increasing, you know, time with God and leaning on God, but also knowing that there's people out there, there's other resources to help you out in that. And as bad as um, mental health is getting, um, I believe that the Lord transitioned me into 
being a an athletic mentor because, you know, just training them physically wasn't going to do it. God is like, okay, I want these athletes to be able to use sports to prepare them for life after sports as well. Because let's be real, it's not the full trajectory of our life. Like, right. I don't even play sports anymore. I train athletes. I don't play it anymore. But when I allowed the Lord to use sports to prepare me for life after sports, my adulting 101 got even better. And so the Lord was like, girl, you have to give them the other side. You're giving them only half of you, just the physical side. Let's help these athletes be able to use sports as a way to prepare them for life and help them to know who they are in their purpose. And um, also just to help the parents as well to, you know, understand that they're, if they feel like there's a lack in the communication of their athlete, then they can talk to someone who can be able to bring that communication out of them so that they can have more clarity and be the best sports parent that they would like to be. Right. Well, that's so good. And I, you know, as, as what you're saying there kind of reminds me too of what we were talking about in our first episode in part one about having someone that that you can talk to and be able to mm-hmm. process things with. And, um, and, and you had mentioned a story about kind of a hard time in your life when you were in a relationship with somebody that, that you was, was a big distraction at the time mm-hmm. and, and, and almost kind of became like you had mentioned, I think an idol and, and your identity mm-hmm. was kind of going through that other person and uh, that your parents didn't even know. And, uh, (laughs) and, you know, you you think about parents, I mean, they have all these dreams and hopes for their kids and when they're first Mm -hmm. born and as they're growing up and, 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 and this Roman 12, this Romans 12 applies to that too. And, 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 Mm -hmm. and I think it's really interesting because you, you talked about enjoying athletics, you know, as a parent and, uh, so what, what are some useful tools? Maybe we've got some parents listening today that are, that have some, you know, their kids are involved in. I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be sports. It could be other things that they're involved in, um, you know, with music or whatever. But, you know, how are some, what are some healthy biblical advice to parents on how they can help foster the gifts and the talents of, of their children? Um, Because, you know, we've got this, we're in, we're in club sport world these days where, Kids could do the same sport, like you. Like we talked about last week, you were a four sport kid growing mm-hmm. up in Texas, and and I I did I did three different sports growing up as well, you know, here in Idaho, and um, there for a while, and then it ended up being one sport in college. But you know, kids are doing one sport; they could do it all. They could do it twelve months a year, and and if the parents have funds to to get them in a certain club, regardless of their abilities, whether you know, they, they can be in that club, you know, there, there is some tryouts and things like that. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, sports has become, you know, an idol for families too, but what are some helpful Mm -hmm. biblical advice you can give parents in, in this, this world that we find ourselves now? Yeah. So, so many biblical advice, so much biblical advice, but I would say the number one is to, um, Pray for your athlete and to pray with your athlete. Pray without ceasing because prayer is powerful, and that's the one thing that can help you and your athlete create that bond that you would like to have because, parents, you have such a huge effect on your athlete because they're in your house. And so, you know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And by just praying with your athlete and praying for your athlete in everything, school, academically, athletically, whatever it is, that would be one of the most healthiest principles and also to be able to 
sit down and have uh, the time to confess. In the Bible, it says, confess your sins and you will be healed. Well, obviously, we know that, you know, confessing sins are good, too, but just confessing in general, like sit down, sitting down and wholesomely confessing how you feel maybe about the athlete's, athlete's performance, like actually being quick to quick to hear what, what your athlete has to say, slow to speak, <laughs> so that you can hear what the Holy Spirit wants you to respond with. Because, you know, most times with sports parents, you're like wanting to like kind of like nag and give them constructive criticism. But let's have confession sessions and let the athlete be able to speak first. And then you respond with good, healthy, um, you know, compliments, you know, maybe a little bit of correction and then ending with, you know, another compliment, you know, like the sandwich method, you know, being able to, you know, sit and listen. But then lastly, also um, going into your secret place um, with God. Um, as parents, we invest so much time and, and so much money into our, with our athletes that we forget to take out, take out time for ourselves and time with God to seek God and see if we are pleasing God in the way that we're sports parenting. Um, because sports parenting is a whole nother job within itself. And that responsibility can become a lot. And sometimes, you know, you may think that you're doing good, but God may be saying you're doing too much. Sometimes you maybe think you're doing good and God is like, you're not doing enough or this area you could be better in. So it's just the quality of, you know, praying with and for your athletes, sitting down and having those confession sessions, being quick to hear, slow to speak, and then also having that, you know, place with God where you can sit and seek God and, and, and just have an inventory check on your mindset, your physicality, and how you should be approaching, you know, your athlete's um, success journey. Hmm. So good. I love that. Uh, that inventory. Are we pleasing God as sports parents? That, wow, mm -hmm. what a question. <laughs> what a question. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I love the, yeah. the, the time to be, to listen and slow mm -hmm. to speak. And I know, I, I, I think I was telling you as we were visiting earlier about a study that I, I read, this is probably about 13, 14 years ago, but it was, um, you know, reasons why kids quit sports and don't continue in sports. And it wasn't, mm -hmm. they weren't all because they weren't good enough to make the team. It, uh, there, there was, there was kids that were, it was the ride home after, mm. after the event, yeah. after the competition yeah. and the car in with the family, with the parents. And that could, you know, oftentimes, you know, as parents, we, we feel like, you know, we want to make correction. And you, you, you talked about <laughs> that being way down the list in terms of that time and that interaction, because it, mm -hmm. it, it kind of goes back to what we also were talking about how, you know, it's so easy for kids and, and for for us to as humans to get our identity in what we do yeah. or don't do our our failures or successes and so the kids are kids are battling that and so that ride home mm -hmm. is really critical isn't it yes it is and it's just you know speaking life that was another biblical principle that i wanted to bring up too like you said like the ride home and, and speaking life into things like you are a great athlete you are good at this you know um, your your weaknesses will turn into your strengths. You know, being able to uh, just also share your faith with your with your child that's another thing that that really does help because faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so you tell your child like you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. God is within you. You cannot fail. Your confidence will be rewarded. 
you know, um, uh, do not grow tired of doing what's good. You know, just speaking life, speaking scripture definitely helps that athlete and it anchors them in Christ as well. Because every time you're speaking life, you're pointing them back to Jesus Christ. And that's honestly the answer to the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And we talk about also uh, bi- another biblical principle, principle, wise men seek counsel. So it's like, you know, this parents can, you know, seek counsel if they feel like they're wearing their, their athlete's emotions and it's getting very hard on them. They can seek counsel on how to help their athlete with those emotions and also how to help them be able to learn how to manage their athlete's emotions so that it's not draining them. Wow, that's good. Well, folks, if you're just joining us here today, uh, we're visiting with Jaslyn Pimpkins and former track and field and uh, volleyball, college volleyball player. Jaslyn, you, man, that's so good. And I love the the other bit of advice that you talked about um, for parents, and that is to to go to to pray with your kids and mm-hmm. to get our hearts and minds directed to what God wants and be willing to yield to what God wants with that. And uh, and I, I think that's that's really putting things really back in God's hands, right? And and not on the scoreboard, yeah. not in the wins and losses. And I I think you know it's a great way to model that with our kids. Yes, yes, exactly. It is. And so, because it helps them take their identity off of what they do. Even in the Bible, it says, you're not saved by, you know, your work. You know, that's even in sports. And I think a lot of times as parents and as athletes, we tend to keep God in a box in church and we're not bringing him on the court with us. We're not bringing him in athletics with us. God mm-hmm. is everywhere. He's mm-hmm. omniscient, omnipresent, omniforce. And so it's like, even in the Bible, if it says we're not saved by works, we're not saved by works when we're on the court. We're what God looks at is our response to, you know, adversity, our response to when things aren't going our way. That's how we're being, you know, judged. Our response to the things. Are we responding with faith and not fear? Are we responding with grace and not, you know, self-destruction or self-sabotage? God is, that's God's scoreboard. That's how he's scoring us. And as parents, we have to be the same way with our athlete as well. And so, like you said, pointing back to Jesus every time, praying and seeking the Lord. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, we just have a couple minutes here left, uh, Jaslyn, but I wanted to, um, you know, some of the things that we've we've been talking about here, you know, I, I think of this word joy, uh, yeah. having playing with joy, doing life with joy, yeah. and the difference between that and happiness. And, and, and then, we, you know, and you had talked about encouraging parents to, to find and enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. the, that athletic experience you know that their kids are having what what are your thoughts on that in terms for coaches and parents and and athletes as far as achieving joy i i remember going back uh there's a movie the chariots of fire and i remember Mm -hmm. um eric little was talking to his sister about how he you know he was he was slated to go go to to China to be a missionary, I think like with his, his folks and this family. And, but you know, he, he talks to his sister about how God made him fast and he feels God's pleasure on him when he runs. And so he was using that as a form mm-hmm. of worship, but in the last couple of minutes that we have left, what, what's your thoughts on, you know, trying to foster joy in athletics with young athletes? Yeah. So pretty much just, you know, Obviously, knowing your strengths. I, I tell my athletes, know your superpowers, know your strengths, so that when you go into the game and you are performing with your superpower, that one thing that you're good at in your skill, you're having joy in seeing, you know, um, the, the, the many wins, the many victories that you're having within that. 
Um, and then, you know, as parents of, as well, of course, like them finding joy in what their athletes are, are doing good, the little things, celebrating the many victories, even like having, um, even in the times of, you know, downfalls or mistakes, like some of my athletes have a bounce back mechanism. Like whenever I mess up, I just pat myself on the, on the chest, on the heart to let my mind and my body know, like, it's okay. And when I do good, I'm patting myself on the back. So it just brings joy. Like even just doing that now, it's just giving me a smile because I'm just like patting myself on the back. (laughs) And so just doing little things like that. And obviously also, you know, like having like those songs in your head, worship songs, Um, obviously athletes, you know, kind of have, there's some athletes that are still getting in tune with, you know, the worship, you know, of God, because the music nowadays is not always as, as good, especially in like the rap community. Like that's another conversation for another day. But I know that, um, you know, having that joy with celebrating the many victories and just remembering that I'm breathing, like I'm moving, like I have the ability to move my limbs, like I have the freedom to play sports, like, oh my gosh, I have to remind my parents that because when they watch my brother play, they get so tense and they get so like anxious and like, are they going to win? I'm like, can you just celebrate the fact that your son is breathing, he's alive, he's playing sports, like this is amazing, he's on TV, you know, so those are some things that I believe, you know, just gives joy, um, which is celebrating those victories and just being thankful for breath to breathe and limbs to move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, you know, when that being able to play free, I, I think is tied to what you're, we're talking about here with joy. I think that mm-hmm. when the pressure hits, when there's ex, lots of expectations and, and mm-hmm. too much pressure, it, you know, and, you know, that that's where, some you know lots of times performance drops and so um that's so good well man this has been uh man so fun to visit with you jaslyn i'm so glad that we got connected to our our friend sabrina and um uh, you know so you know appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and uh, to be on heart of the athlete uh, these last two uh last two episodes and um Boy, we just uh, thank you so much for for your uh, just you know what the story that God has placed on your heart and how you are using your experiences and the things God has brought you through to uh, impart that and to the next generation. Yes, yes, I'm just so excited, and I just you know I'm I'll, I'll hopefully I can come back again because this was so fun. Yes, it was. Well, folks, we've been visiting with Jaslyn uh, Pimpkins from Texas, and uh, she has an organization, a business called Jazletics, where she is training mental clarity and peak performance in young athletes and really pointing them to Christ and, and everything that we talked about and, and having them experience joy in the, as they compete and to be freer. So, well, Jaslyn, thanks again for being on Heart of the Athlete. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You and I.